원하소. 그래서 so this morning as we return to the practice of merging the mind with space, I think it becomes more and more obvious that this is simply a variation uh, or slightly different method for practicing shamatha without a sign, which is also, of course, known as awareness of awareness. And another term that commonly appears in Tibetan Buddhism for the same practice is shamatha without a support, or mikpa mepe shine, mikpa mepe shine. Uh, so without a support. And so what I would suggest for the method that we follow this, this morning, uh, just again, of a gradual method to make sure that we're being guided into it in a way that's practical, is to begin with a shamatha with support. And so many of you have already practiced this, balancing earth and sky is my shorthand for this, where we start with mindfulness breathing. We start by letting the awareness descend into the body, illuminate, flood the body right down to the earth element, right? A sense of groundedness, a sense of a support, literally a support for your attention, something to ground yourself in. And whether you're doing full body awareness, rise and fall of the abdomen, sensations of the breath, anyone that works is fine. Right? And do that for some time and get into this whole rhythm of every time you're breathing out, that sense of relief, that sense of release, of letting go of thoughts, letting go of tension in the body, letting go of the breath all the way through to the end. Right? Letting go of concepts, just so relaxing. So it's really as if during the, in, during the inhalation, that's when you're arousing, focusing your attention. That's when you're practicing meditation. Okay, now pay attention. Pay attention. Okay, I'm practicing. Oh, but I'm tired. Okay, well, you can have a rest. Oh. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm okay now. Okay, meditate. Okay. Oh, I'm tired. Okay, you can rest again. <laughs> have a whole bunch of really short sessions, you know. And you remember, we, won't need to, we don't need to do it now, but many of you, that is, I've done this collectively and in many of our meetings, I'll say, okay, without changing your position, just right now, drop in, okay? And you know what it's like. It's effortless. Boom, you're right there. You don't have to say, oh, okay, I'll try in a few seconds. I hope I can get there. No, it's boom, you're right there, right? In awareness of awareness. It's so simple, so effortless. And why? Because you're thinking it's for a very short time. If I, if I, in our private meetings or here, I said, okay, now let's do this for 24 minutes. Just awareness of awareness, no thoughts, no... Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, I can't do that. I can't do that. You know. But for three seconds, okay, right now, oh. You don't have time to think you can't do it. Because you just pissed away the three seconds if you've been thinking, I can't do it. You know, you've already blown it. So there's no time to hammer yourself down, you know, with your nocebo effect. I'll probably fail. Yes, I'll probably fail. Oh, I am feeling. I knew I would. <laughs> so start out with something you can do. You can breathe, you can relax, and having these short sessions, breath by breath. And then we get into the flow of it. The mind is somewhat calmed. When you're ready to start lifting off, start mentally levitating, then maintain just a, a peripheral awareness, so slight, hardly any needed at all. And that is simply that the breath is coming in, that that his breath is going out. But then as your breath goes out, rather than remaining kind of on the ground with your awareness still deliberately, explicitly in contact with the sensations of the breath, uh, let it lift off. And as you're breathing out, just release your awareness into space. Right? And then as the breathing is coming in, then, of course, elevate, accentuate. 
And so now when you shift into this mode, then you are kind of quasi with support, quasi without support, because you are still kind of holding on to your little security blanket, your little touchstone, something to hold on to, a bit of support, keep you grounded, oriented, so you don't just kind of space out, right? So it's quasi with support, quasi without support. But then in the same session, when you kind of get into that flow where there's really less and less and then eventually no difference between the quality of your awareness when you're just releasing into space while sustaining, of course, your awareness of awareness. And then as you're accentuating your awareness of awareness, you're still fully immersed in the spaciousness of awareness itself with no object, with no boundary, with no target, with no visualization, with no image that there's just really less and less and then no difference, then good. Then you can just go to lift off. Then you mentally levitate into space. And that space is suffused with awareness. And you don't, even though you know, sensations of sound and tactile sensations are, are bound to still impinge upon your awareness, they do until you're quite far advanced in shamatha. Uh, nevertheless, you don't deliberately give any attention to them. You're deliberately now... Uh, mentally levitating, that is just resting in space, hovering in space, that, that space suffused by your own awareness. So that would be shamatha without a, without a support, literally without a support, like you're mentally levitating. Now just as a very brief review, one can say, well, what's the difference between that and open presence? And bear in mind that full Tibetan term is rikpa choksha, not just choksha, which is open presence, but rikpa choksha, open presence, or simply, simply resting in pristine awareness. Because it's not just choksha, it's rikpa choksha. That's very important. Right? And that is open presence from the perspective of rikpa, open presence within rikpa, or simply resting in rikpa. But it's not just simply resting, right? And so what's the difference? Well, it's kind of self-explanatory. If, if you're doing authentic practice and not the kind of a dumbed-down, popularized version, um, if you're resting in Rikpa, then just go right back to the teachings of Setakando. They're definitive, they're authoritative, they're representative of the entire tradition. And that is, you, you just go back to your notes that I included in the notes for the seven-point mind training of the different modes of resting in, simply resting in Rikpa. And of course, if you're actually resting in Rikpa, such a strong analogy with if you are lucid in the dream, you know, that's it. You're lucid in the waking state. That means you're resting in rikpa. You're lucid in the, in the dream state. You're recognizing the dream state as a dream state, right? If the parallel is enormously close. Well, you're not lucid in a dream if you don't know that you're dreaming. And if you don't know by the power of knowing that you're dreaming, if you don't know that everything, I mean, I know that is knowing, not hunching, maybe kind of thinking, speculating, or believing, but knowing you're not lucid if you don't know that everything that appears to you in the dream has no existence from its own side. That includes you, the persona, the person in the dream. If you still think you're really, that's really you, that little person in the dream with your five-minute lifespan, if you still think that's you, you're not lucid. If you still think those things out there are really out there from the own side, you're not lucid. Right? Now, can you become more lucid? Can you become more thoroughly lucid? Can you stop walking through walls like you can walk through air? Can you, you know, can you just play with it? Because you know, well, sure, 
Now there are gradations of lucidity, deeper and deeper lucidity. But if you don't know that you're dreaming, you're not lucid. And if you do still think that things are view, view things as if they're really there from their own side and your own self within the dream as if you're from the own side, then you're not lucid, right? So there's a real cutoff there. It's called a breakthrough. A breakthrough from a non-lucid dream to a lucid dream. And once you become lucid, you can become more and more and more lucid. And that's what the, that whole training in classic dream yoga of transformation and emanation is all about. You've already become lucid. Now become totally lucid. And that is by playing with the dream and transforming it, emanating it uh, as you wish and seeing, aha, through your own experience, you see nothing here is resistant to or exist independently of your conceptual designations, right? So then you see, then that's an empirical approach to Madhyamaka, the middle way view, the perfection of wisdom within the dream. <coughs> so <clears throat> in the waking state, you are resting, simply resting in rikpa. If you are viewing a reality from this dimension of consciousness that's beyond space and time, that's not locked within the framework of your life. If you know that this person within this waking experience is not you, but just an effulgence, you're resting in Rikpa if and only if you are viewing phenomena around you as devoid of inherent nature, as you're seeing them, you're viewing them as not being there from their own side. You are realizing emptiness, you're realizing Nirvana. Nirvana is emptiness. then you're resting in rikpa, an open presence in rikpa. Viewing the equal purity of all phenomena, viewing the emptiness of all phenomena, viewing it from the fourth time beyond past, present, and future, from the dimension of consciousness that is non-local, transcending space and time. Viewing reality from the perspective of Dhammakaya. That's authentic open presence. That's authentic Dzogchen meditation. Now, uh, with the popularization of Dzogchen, etc., then sometimes a, distinction, a, a false distinction is made that you're practicing Oshamatu without a support if you're still grasping. Well, all you have to do is go back to Padmasambhava's teachings or Lerap Lingba's teachings or Dujim Lingba's teachings, and they all say this practice entails what? Mayeng zime. <laughs> Sustain your mindfulness without distraction, without grasping. If you're grasping, you do it wrong. I mean, come on. How many times do they need to say this? Right? And so the difference is not, you know, oh, now, I'm, oh, now I've got it. Now I'm not grasping. It's not that. And so if one dumbs down shamatha without a, a support, then you can equally dumb down Dzogchen meditation, and then Dzogchen meditation is just kind of doing shamatha without a sport more or less well. You know. But then, if you think that's Dzogchen meditation, then you'll never aspire to, you'll never imagine what actual Dzogchen meditation is, because you've dumbed it down already. The analogy is sadly close to the dumbing down of Vipassana, where Vipassana, this incredibly rich contemplative science, which lies at the core of the Buddhist teachings, is dumbed down to mindfulness, as if mindfulness doesn't play a role in shamatha, which is ridiculous, and then dumbing down mindfulness to bear attention, for which there's no support, there's no basis in all of Buddhism, and then you think you're practicing 
vipassana by simply practicing bare attention and equating that with choiceless awareness. That's a term that never came from Buddhism, but from Krishnamurti. Uh, and then you equate choiceless awareness with Dzogchen. And he said, oh, now I see I have the essence of all of Buddhism. It's choiceless awareness, it's open presence, it's vipassana, it's Dzogchen. Wow, isn't everything simple? Yeah, that's all called preschool to shamatha. What I just described, it's not shamatha. It's not Vipassana, it's not Dzogchen. There's no Dzogchen view, there's no realization of Rikpa. It's preschool to shamatha, to be really kind of openly present, mindful, attentive. Uh, that's very good. Kind of like, okay, uh, would you like to start shamatha soon? You don't? Oh, okay, that's fine. And if you want anything else, Vipassana or Dzogchen or Mahamudra and so forth, or Zen or Chan, whatever, that's fine. But that means probably you've closed the door on all of those because you think you're practicing them already which is kind of a shame, because those are good practices. So, let's, without further ado, let's just go right into the practice. Let's practice first shamatha with, with a support. Mindfulness of breathing, you know all about it. And then shamatha with a quasi-support. And then shamatha without a support. And do that in 24 minutes. Onaso. So, Peter and Susie, will you be with us for the afternoon session, or will you be? We departed. Well, uh, Peter and Susie are off on Peter and Susie's great adventure. So um, delighted you are here. You're leaving for the best of all possible reasons. So I wish you safe journeys and look forward to remaining in touch with you. Uh, prayers for the blessings all the way around. Yeah, wonderful. So great. And the rest of you have to stay. <laughs> See you this afternoon. Uh, enjoy your day. <laughs>